My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Inside Sports. Tashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the news. Inside the updates. Asalaamu Alaikum and good evening. You're listening to Inside Sport, exclusive to the Voice of the Cape, where we cover all the latest news and chat to the past and present sports stars as well. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh. My tech tonight is Nasser Maiberg. We're talking football tonight. My guest is the former Cape Town Spurs, Maritzburg United, Tongard Crusaders, Manning Raiders midfielder, Sali Adams. But before I chat to Sali, let's catch up with the latest sporting news coming through today. The new Premier League season, of course, got underway yesterday. There were two games today, uh, less beating new boys West Brom 3-0 there Everton they're looking good with a few good new signings they beat Tottenham 1-0 at the Tottenham Stadium England currently playing Australia in the second ODI at Old Trafford England posted 231 for 9 after batting first Australia currently 95 for 2 from 20 overs the Aussies uh, leading that 3 match series looks like they're on their way to winning this one if they do they'll win the series with a game to go the third match takes place on Wednesday and of course the uh, news coming through from the Tuscan Grand Prix Ham, uh, Lewis Hamilton took the checkered flag. Their teammate Valtteri Bottas was second, and Red Bulls Alex Albon finished third. His first ever podium finished there. Of course, the U.S. Open men's final takes place late tonight. Second seeded Dominic Team comes up against fifth seeded Alexander Zverev. That match getting underway at about ten o'clock tonight. Stage fifteen of the Tour de France completed today as well. That covered 174.5 kilometers. Tadej Bogaka was the uh, stage winner there. Primoz Roglic finished second. He's still the overall leader. No action tomorrow. Tomorrow is a rest day at the Tour de France. Time now to say assalamu alaikum and welcome to Sally Adams. Thanks for joining me tonight on Voice of the Cape. Walaikum salam. Nice to be here. Of course, you can join the conversation as well. You can call OT1442-3530 or WhatsApp 072-238-0712 for any comments or questions there. The story goes, Sally. Let's start with that first. Uh, your first love was golf. And um, uh, you really took uh, to football when you moved from Rondebosch East to Heidefeld. Uh, tell us about the story. Yeah, well, I grew up in at Rondebosch uh, Golf Course, which is in Black River. And then we moved to Heidefeld. And opposite the Heidefeld flats or block of flats where we stayed, they, uh, they built a new soccer fields and it was called obviously it later turned into the Cape Flats Football Association I played for the team called Chelsea Athletic all my amateur days and um, yes I enjoyed it you know um, that is where it started really so your first team was Chelsea you played for them till you got into the pro ranks I yeah. take it your first team of course was Cape Town Spurs how did you get that big break to play for Spurs okay let's start a little bit earlier firstly um, you know playing uh, under 18 football um, board football as they called it at the time I was fortunate to get selected along with Keith America um, one of the guys I remember um, to play against the South African schools team you know at uh, Turple Park and um, and obviously when I got selected I thought okay maybe mm. I have something 
And then the following year, I got selected in the Western Province Schools team, and we went to Kimberley. So um, two years later, when Cape Town Spurs needed some players, and there was an uh, ad in the paper, Cape Herald, I went for trials. And uh, there was about 65 players. And um, long story short, you got in. I made the 16. So you were, you were a midfielder. Were you always a midfielder? I was always a midfielder. Um, fortunately, uh, at Cape Town Spurs, I, we had a player coach called Booby Solomons. And Booby Solomons is the person I think that I learned a lot of football from. I was very inquisitive, asked him a lot of questions every night after uh. training at the trips. And I think with that um, information that I got from Booby, uh, Booby obviously also had the foresight to, to see that I could play in many more positions, but midfield was my, my, my role. But whenever the team needed me, I played right back, left back, striker, winger. Only position I never played was goalkeeper. The obvious thing is that. So you also filled in as that utility player when uh, Booby needed you. That's correct. So you're talking about this group of players that went for these trials and stuff. Name some of those those players that were part of that group. Was like, for example, Keith America, part of it, Calvin Peterson. Those were also household names back then for Cape Town Spurs. Yes, there was a lot of lot of uh, young players as such or new players as such. Um, there was Keith America. There was Alec Ahrens. There was. Um, uh, John Miller, there was Philip Latus from Salambosch. Um Then there was the older guys, Georgie Van Ikeg, you know, uh, Neville Lont, Craig Hendricks, a goalkeeper. Um, I'm getting a little bit older. So I, I can't remember all <laughs> that, the names. That's fine. That's fine. Now, the Cape teams dominated in the FPL, Sally. Mm. Um, obviously, you made that trek to the case, to KZ, and we'll come to that in a short while. But uh, let's talk about your highlights with Cape Town Spurs. Look, for Cape Town Spurs, I played for three seasons. Um, in those three seasons, I was fortunate to be in a winning team that won the league twice. 1980, I played in the the cup final cup final we played in 1980 we won um, I also played in the cup final in 1981 for Cape Town Spurs a top four final against Leeds United and um, it was I think it was uh, the best uh, foundation in my career playing for Cape Town Spurs and being with all those type of players like Booby for instance Georgie you know those type of players um, then afterwards, you had the guys coming like Farouk Abrams. You had um, Mansoor Abdullah I played with. I played even with Donny King. I played with Bernie Van Ikeg, um, um, Charles Bukas, all these guys. You they know. were all household names. That's correct. That 1980 final you're talking about was against Manning Rangers. Manning Rangers. I think you guys won 3-0 or 3-1. We actually won 3-1, three, three yes. Yeah. Now, just to let you know, that was my first ever experience at Curry's Fountain. As a ball boy? No, as a supporter. <laughs> oh, okay. I was supporting the Rangers, by the way. Unfortunately, oh, you guys came and dominated. Now, like uh, many other Cape Tonians, you know, you guys made the trek to KZN. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Marisburg United was the first port of call for all of you guys. If I think about it, it was yourself, Keith America, Calvin Peterson, uh, Ibrahim Jacobs, Farouk Abrams. Clive Carollison. Clive Carollison. Yeah. Almost a whole new team. When, yeah. Why did you guys make that move to Marisburg? Um, obviously, Cape Town Spurs was sold to some businessmen in 1981. 
And after the season in 81, they decided that they're going to take the team to the NPSL. And um, one of the guys from Maritzburg came to meet us, and we just, I decided, look, let me go. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. You know, um, it's a good experience. It's a different culture, different, maybe a, a new challenge. Mm. Yeah. But you guys turned Maritzburg United around because uh, playing at Northdale. Firstly, tell me, what was it like playing in Northdale Stadium? You know, the <laughs> atmosphere, the, you know, share that with us, with some of our listeners. You know, what was it like playing at another ground? Okay, we, they know the experience of Athlone Stadium mm. when it was packed. Uh, a ground like Northdale Stadium. Okay. Like uh, Northdale Stadium was, was, was quite an experience. Um, Obviously, we started the season um, with new players as well. Mm. You know, um, there were some older players, some young players. One of the younger players that we signed at the time was became a household name called Ravi Pillay. Mm, mm. um, and our first home game, our first home game at Nordale Stadium, when we, and you must remember, there was about the six of us stayed in Durban. Yeah, we didn't stay in Marysburg initially. We stayed in Durban. So we came, and when we got to the ground. Um, it was it was a different atmosphere. I mean, the queues were like from out. We couldn't get in, and um, because it's a small stadium as well, small stand. Everybody is packed around the ground, and we played our most of our games on a Friday night. So, you know, it was it was uh, entertainment for the people, but also it was a nice atmosphere. Just having those people close to you, and you know, you get this screaming and shouting, and mm. you know. So, yes, it was um, a different atmosphere, I think, you know, and um, just to walk through from the outside to the inside and you have to to hear all mm. the comments that the people are giving you, you know, how they feel about the team, this, and how they feel about the players, that was exciting. And you guys were heroes to those players because I remember the time when when you hear all these Cape Tonians coming up to Durban, it was like, wow, back then, you know, because you guys were stars for Cape Town Spurs. Yeah. Now you're making the journey up to KZN, first it was Maritzburg. Mm. Those guys really looked up to you guys. Well, yeah, well... Um, we, I, I think one of the, there's a comment that came from two players from the Maritzburg team. They said, look, we're good players, but we don't have the, 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 the pride that, and the passion that these come, guys come with. I mean, we used to train. Those guys never used to train. And when they had to train with us, it was, they, 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 they couldn't cope. And that was the difference. So we pulled them, you know, being almost half the team, we actually pulled him into us and uh. to do what the Cape Town teams do. And that is play with passion and pride. And of course, Maritzburg, you guys turned it around. I think you won uh, two cups or two or three cup finals you were in. You're winning a few of that. Talk us through some of those highlights with uh, Maritzburg. Okay. I was with Maritzburg for two seasons. Um, in those two seasons, um, never finished other. We finished twice. Uh, we finished second. The first year, um, we played in two cup finals. Uh, the first cup final, we played Glendin. Mm. We beat them in the, in the replay. And at the end of the season final, we lost, unfortunately, you know, to Bosman Chelsea. Um, good experience, nice crowd, no, you know, nice atmosphere. And the following year, we won both the cup finals. Mm. So um, it was quite a... a, a 
for us it was a successful and for the people of Maddensburg it was a, a huge success. You absolutely, know? absolutely. Now I've got an interesting comment here on uh, Facebook, Sally. This comes from Ian Africa. Yeah. yeah. He was a pretty good midfielder himself. Yeah. So this is what he has to say. He says, when Eunice Adam was manager of Crusaders, mm-hmm. he assigned me with the task of man-marking Sally Adams on those cold winter nights at Norddale Stadium. <coughs> he reasoned that if we cut off the supply to Keith America, Calvin Peterson and Mark mm-hmm. Buckley, we had a chance. Needless to say, I kept a close eye on Sally for most of the game, mm-hmm. but for moment, moments he just vanished. When I found him, he was there supplying those balls to Keith, Kelly and Mark. He was a master at losing his marker and ghosting in and out of games. The most intelligent midfielder I played against, Anworth. Edward, yes. Yeah, we played together at Tonga Crusaders. Yeah. Well, interesting comment there from Ian. Um, I think one of my, the key things in, in midfield play, I think, was to be able to to lose your marker and obviously also to create space. And, you know, um, I think I was just maybe a little bit aware of where I am, you know. Um, I think also one of my key elements was that I was very good in playing without the ball. Mm. And I think that is not something that people coach nowadays. Yes. Um, and it's quite nice to hear that from Ian. No, absolutely. It's brilliant. And like you're saying, that is, you were one of those midfielders that maybe if you look today, a guy like uh, perhaps Bruno Fernandes or someone like that is already thinking ahead before they get the ball That's to it. know where the, uh, they, his attackers are or where the spaces are because he's already looking for those spaces. Just a funny comment. Uh, like everybody knows Keith, Mark Buckley, Calvin, you know. Yeah. We had Lloyd Lang there. We had Patrick Moon. Yes. And they scored a lot of goals, you know. And I said, I used to tell him, yeah, you're always in the newspaper making uh, headlines. But who is giving you all the passes? <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Sally, we're going to take a quick ad break now. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. This is Inside Sports. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. We're talking to uh, Sally Adams uh, tonight, the uh, former Cape Town Spurs, Marisburg United, Tongat Crusaders, and Manning Rangers midfielder. But before we continue our conversation, I've got a dua here for Mujahid for his birthday tomorrow and for his matric. May Allah open his uh, mind while reading, uh, reading, while writing. I mean, from his uh, grandmum and the rest of the family there. So Mujahid, all the best to you there, uh, Sally. After Maritzburg United, you decided to make the move up to Tongart. Yeah. Tongart Crusaders, as they were known as the Cossacks. Cossacks, yes. Now, before we talk about them, that was another small little ground there, uh, Watson Park. Another cozy ground, and the, the fans really got <laughs> into your face there. Tell us about that. You you laughing. Yeah. Um, look, the main stand was quite far from, yeah. the, from the playing pitch, because that was an oval, which means... A, they played cricket there as well. Mm. So you had the cricket pitch in the center. But on the opposite side, there was a fence. Yeah. And the people used to stand there with their mangoes and their mm. things. And if you play badly, they'll throw you <laughs> with it. And the comments you get, is, it was amazing. You know, um, they were obviously passionate. And yeah. we assembled a nice team at Crusaders, you know. Um, we had all the, the Naidu brothers, yeah. Dan Palrali, yes. you know, Danny. Then we had Ramu Kumar Sami. Yes. Uh, Ashok Kasi, well, Ruben Play. Ian as well played for them. Ian Africa, yeah. El Pef, uh, yeah. Charlie Lecco, Mark Buckley, mm. um, you know. Um, then we had Gregory Cops that came from PE, was mm. studying in Durban, he came to play. 
Colin Solomons came and played. Yeah. You know, he was the player coach. Um, and we had a good team. We had a very, very competitive team, you know. Um, like I said, um, in the first six years of my career playing in Federation football, I never finished out of the top two of the, mm. of, of, of the league. Mm. So I'm not sure whether that was a good thing or a <laughs> bad thing, but, you know, uh, obviously there was a lot of competitiveness. Mm. And also with Crusade, uh, Crusaders, we all, first year, we also played in two cup finals, mm. which we won against Bluebell. So I just mentioned, uh, maybe I should mention it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Please do, because I think this is a, it's quite phenomenal. Yeah. In Federation football for the first six years also, I played in eight, eight cup finals and two replays actually. How many of them did you win, by the way? Um, obviously, let's go with the losing ones <laughs> because the losing ones is easier. Yeah. Uh, we lost two. Yes. We lost one for Cape Town Spurs. We played uh, Leeds United in the cup final and we had to replay and we lost. To Leeds. To Leeds, yeah. From Wentworth. And um, the other cup final we lost at Mad- I lost was with Maddersburg when we played Boston Chelsea. All the others, you won. Uh, the team was successful. I now, was just, part of just it. by the way, Sally, do you still have those? T- well, th- those days they weren't medals, right? They had miniature trophies, wasn't it? <laughs> to be honest with you, you can't remember. I, I, those things got lost. <laughs> Serious. Seriously, um, there was no value really to it. It was plastic stuff, and it. Uh. Yes, I tried to keep some of them, but you know, <laughs> I moved such a lot in them, and yeah. it was it just got lost. So at Crusaders, yes, um, it was a nice, nice setting, um, nice club to play for. You know, um, obviously the federation league tried to get as wide as possible. Yeah. You know, yeah. going to Tonga and Maritzburg, obviously Johannesburg, Bluebells, yeah, um, even um, PE as well. Later on, yeah, later on, yeah. you know, um, so. The Crusaders and the Tonga people were quite excited mm. about having us there, you know. And the the blend of the team was always very good. Yeah. You know, there was, you know, you had these different races playing in the team. And that was good. That was actually very exciting. And um, it, it, to me, it, it actually helped me later on in my football career. Mm. You know, it's not only playing. I had to stop playing some or the other, sometime or the other. And then the move to Manning Rangers. Yeah, the move to Manning Rangers came about after some time. And I think um, that was good. Um, playing in touch with um, you the 3B ground 3B. first. I'm just about to ask you. We, that's another ground that, uh, you know, because uh, when I spoke to Duncan, mm. uh, we were talking about the change room, yes, which is right on the top. You, you basically have to, have to walk across the road. And yeah. get to the top, and there's a steep flight of stairs. Stairs down, yeah, to the yeah, ground. To the ground. Yeah, and the people are sitting there, yeah. and there's no security or anything. Mm. You just have to uh, hope that nothing happens <laughs> to you. But in that same year, in 1989, when I played for Manning Rangers, we were the first team to play at the at the new Chatsworth Stadium. Yes, Manning Rangers went to play there, so um, that was that was quite interesting. And playing for Manning Rangers with such a big history, you know, a club with a lot of history in the Federation League, it was good. It was exciting for me. Um, actually, one of the best things that happened to me happened at Manning Rangers um, by the then manager of the team called Don Woodley. Mm. 
At the end of that season in 1989, he said to me, Sally, I think you must let the youngsters play now. I think you need to concentrate on coaching. My comment to him at the time was, if I'm not good enough to play in your team anymore, how can I be good enough to coach them? But six months later, he actually said, I realized that was the best thing that someone have ever told me. And I try to put that across to certain footballers nowadays, you know, to not to discourage them, but to encourage them because there's a certain time that, you know, you, you need to feel, you need to know that it's time to now stop playing. Yeah. And nobody knows, nobody, look, obviously there's more money in the game now. So it's all about making money and nobody wants to stop. Mm. But we need to, they need to be somebody that, to, to tell players, look, it's time to give up. Maybe go in a different direction. Maybe your talents are needed there. And maybe that is where um, all this, the follow through came, you know? Because um, two years later, I became the assistant coach at Manga Rangers. And I worked with, I worked with Gopi Naidu, mm. you know? And um, from there, it just carried on. Now, uh, what about some of the top players you played with at Manning Rangers? We heard about Marisburg <coughs> United, Cape Town Spurs, uh, Tonga Crusaders. Manning Rangers? Just now I Sugar Singh, was he still playing when Sugar you was, played? Or was he Sugar was already retired. Um, you know, Super Naidu was gone. You know, all these guys. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of young guys. Ivan Salvan yes. was just coming through. Coming through. Um, there was a goalkeeper. I can't get his name. No. Barons, Boy Barons. Boy Barons was there. Um, yeah. My photographic memories let me down. Okay, I've got a message here from number ending 6531. If you could send us your name, please. Uh, Sali, have you played with Carlos Suleiman at Cape Town Spurs? That's correct. We played with Carlos, yeah. Yes, 19, 1979. Yeah, another good player. Very good player. Um, very good player, very good left footer. It was Cal, uh, Mascada, Keith, Neville, and Alec Ahrens playing up front for us. And then Calvin came. Yeah. Yeah. So, so after 89, you decided to go into coaching uh, with the... Uh, um, Maritzburg, and how did your coaching career take off after that? Well, from there, um, I started obviously coaching first with uh, our good friend Afzal Khan, mm. opened his own club called mm. Derby United, yeah. and uh, I went in and coached his team. And from there, they joined up with uh, the Albert and Kallis a couple of years later, mm. and they went play, played in the in the Coastal League. Yeah. And then he asked me to assist Gordon Egerson with the Alvin and Kellys in 1991, 1993, 1992, 1993. Mm. And I was also instrumental in getting Calvin Peterson to come and play for them. Okay. They had Mus- Zane Musa, yes. they had Zazie Queen Lechordi, yes. they had Harold, uh, Zazie yes, Queen, yes. they had Blix Matao, yes. they had all they these had some top names. Top names. Yes. Kenny. Kenny okay, Nimek was okay, youngster. Yeah, yeah. Then they had Ibrahim Jacobs, Faisal, Scott, Scott, and all these. Zane guys. Williams. Zane Williams. All these. Now boys. those were all the guys you would have coached at Derby, right? That's good. Yeah, yeah. So I was helping uh, Gordon at the Alban and Kelly's for the first time. So, and then from there, I got out of out of football for a while. We'll get to talk about that a little yeah. bit later. 
And then in 95, um, Amzal also, he then asked me again um, to come and help. Uh, when, then he moved to Manning Rangers. Mm. And he said, please come and help my coach, Ronald Makando Weary. Mm. And after one month, they fired him. And I was there. And then they brought in Eddie Lewis. Mm. And I worked with Eddie Lewis for a month. And Eddie Lewis said, Sale, mm. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> this is too much for me. I miss home. No, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he said to the, he said to the then um, bosses, Chico, Mr. Casey Reddy. He said, "Look, gentlemen, please let this youngster, this young man, coach your team." So I became the head coach of Manning Rangers in '95. Wow. Yeah. Um, let's not get into the nitty gritties, but um, the team we did very well. Um, after my first seven games, the team was unbeaten. We went, uh, one of the big things at the time was beating Bushbugs in Umtata. Mm. It was such a major thing for Manning Rangers, you know. Um, one of the other things that I remember is that we played um, Orlando Pirates in the Coke semifinal at the Kings Park Rugby Stadium. Mm. And the game got stopped for almost half an hour. Because of a poor referee's decision, a linesman decision, you know? Against pirates. Against pirates, yeah. <laughs> but in any case, that was just uh, yeah. me. And then obviously from there, um, I then came to Cape Town in 2002. I helped, uh, I went there to see my friend Booby Solomons. And then um, after a while, Booby said, look, come and help me, man. It's okay, you know? And then... Mr. Gulam Ali was. I was fortunate to get Mr. Gulam Ali to say, "Come, come help us. I'll pay you a little bit of money." And you know, so I spent almost six seasons here at Santos. At Santos, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good seasons, obviously. Good seasons. Some good players. Good team. I was there when the team won the Absa Cup. Mm. You know, two thousand and three, beat Ajax Cape Town. And yeah, I went from there, and uh, but. So, of course, nowadays you're you head coach of UWC. I'm the, How did that come about? Um, look, I went back to Durban in 2012. After spending two seasons with Marisberg as assistant coach, you know, with uh, Gordon, Ernst Middendorp, you know, I spent two seasons there as assistant coach. And then I went back to Durban and then I came back. When I came back in 2014... I met up with Bobby Williams. He was the director of football. Yeah. And he said, look, I need somebody to assist me. So I went and I, I got a job and then I got involved in the, in the coaching at the university. And then I'm not sure what happened, but in 2015, uh, Mr. Williams, Bobby Williams left and then the administrator asked me if I can coach at you know, the team. So I said, yes, why not? I've been around. And fortunately, we won the Varsity Football Cup in 2015. And that was quite nice. That was quite interesting. At the moment, I'm still there. Obviously, there's no football anywhere in the country. Amateur football, that is. And uh, we're just uh, preparing maybe for next year and again, next year. So have you guys started anything in regards with, with the team or it's just communication now? It's just communication mm. and, you know, more getting students in. So um, any, any matriculant who wants to study further, who can play a little bit of football, maybe just get all of us and we can see. That's the other thing um, that's, that's uh, so sad nowadays is that you find that um, 
Some talented footballers who want to further or get a professional career going, which means study further and you know qualify and get a degree in something, um, they're not given a chance mm. when they finished, you know, because you're either too old nowadays or you're too young. There isn't there isn't a once you get to eighteen, they say no, you're too still too young to play PSL. Mm. When you get to twenty two and you finish your degree, they say you're too old, man. You haven't done anything. We can't look at you. And that is, for me, is a problem, you know. Um, I've had a lot of people asking me or asking me, have any, any of your players been promoted into the PSL, you know. Then I say, well, it's very difficult because there is a lot of players who got potential, but they're just not given that opportunity at the moment when they may be. But there was a couple of guys who played in the university team that has gone to professional teams, maybe for NFD or, you know, and PSL. But it just stops there. Yeah. No, that's quite sad. I suppose that's one of the reasons why our South African football is not really going places. You know, we should be dominating in Africa, mm. being the biggest league on the continent, most mm. expensive cups, yeah. you know, APSA Premiership, Nedbank Cup, lots of money. But it seems like uh, players are not yeah. given chances. You, you look at it uh, uh, at a team like Tux, for instance. They obviously encourage uh, a lot of their student, their players to study, and they also get the the university team. Uh, they get their players from there. And I think one of the other clubs, Wits University, for instance, when they were still Wits University, mm. um, they also encourage some of their players to study. You know, um, just just in case they don't... Maybe anything can happen, you know, yeah. injuries or whatever. I, and I think that is one of the things that um, I think need to be done a little bit on a more um, wider wider scale, you know, where, where, where players are afforded. Because what's happening now in, this, uh, in the setup is that um, teams are training in the morning and those, that's the time that play, players need to be in class mm. if, they, if they do study. Mm. So it becomes an issue. So maybe that is something that we need to look at because I think um, the more educated our players will be, the more easy it will be to coach them and the better they maybe they will play. Mm. Two things I want to ask you before we talk about your other love, that's golf. Um, what was it like playing at Curry's Fountain? And is there any regrets in terms of your footballing career from Sally Adams? Um, playing at Curry's was obviously, you know, for me as a young player, You've heard, I've, I've always heard about, hey, Glendine's gone to Curry's, uh. to Durban to play at Curry's Fountain in the Easter tournament. So you, you hear all these things, you know, and then you, you get there and you play there. And obviously every cup final was played at Curry's yeah. Fountain. And, and, and you, you get there and the atmosphere, I mean, when we played in the 1980 cup final against Manning Rangers, mm. look, if you look at the stadiums we have now, that year, there was 25,000 people in that small little yeah. <laughs> environment. Yeah. And that was a lot of people, you know. So playing at Curry's Fountain where the stand is right there, the change room is, is right there, you come out, you, uh, you, the people scream at you, you know, you can yeah. see everybody. And, and around there, yeah. you know, you feel, you, you can feel them. Yes. Um, any regrets in football? <clears throat> Nothing really. I, I, I think, um, personally, I've, I've spoken to people about 
um, regrets. And there's a lot of older players who have regrets. Mm. I, I don't think I have regrets. About you enjoyed your football. I enjoyed my football. There was no money. There was nothing. I enjoyed it. I played. Mm. I just, I, I made the most of it. Let me put it that way. Um, there's obviously a lot of older players who who, who, who have regrets, yeah. you know, because if they look back now and they say, I'm much better than these players. No, nowadays, absolutely, absolutely. We, we're going to take a, an ad break, but when we come back, I'm just going to pose this question to you. You can answer it when we come back. It's from a number ending 2940. It says, Salam, can you ask uh, Sali what role his family played in his pro career? But you can answer that when we come back. This is... Inside Sports. Assalamu Welcome back. You're listening to Inside Sport. My guest tonight is uh, Sally Adams. Now, before we took that break, I asked you this question. Salam, can you ask him what role his family played in his pro career? Sally? Look, um, I come from a, sort of a big family. Uh. Um, when I was playing amateur, my my mother and my, you know, my sisters, we were all in, involved in the club. And when I turned pro, they never missed any game at the stadium. They made sure that they are there. They were obviously very supportive of me being in the team. They were excited about me being in the team. They didn't want to hear anything about any comments on the stand, anybody <laughs> saying anything bad about the team and me, uh-huh. you know. So my sisters were always there. My mother was always there. She was, they never missed a game. And when I moved to Durban, some of them even came there to watch games. So Seriously? <laughs> yes. Wow. So it was, it was quite uh, um, yeah. um, uh, a support that, that that's maybe needed nowadays, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that family support, because I know what you're saying, because yeah. the whole family is to come and watch. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. now let's share that story you were just telling me now when you went for trials to uh, with Cape Town Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I went to when 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 they took all the names of the guys. I went in there and everybody was called inside and I and I went there. There was Booby Solomon sitting there taking names. Mr. Petty Dolly was taking names, and Neville Launch was taking names. And I went to Petty Dolly's table, and I and he said to me, "What's your name?" I said, "Sally Adams." He said. Is your uncle's name Hamza Adams, the cricket man? I said, yes. He said, did you play in the Western Province Schools team two years ago? I said, yes. He said to me, Mr. Iso from Sinton told me about you. Wow, okay. So <laughs> so this must be a family member here, Sali. Number any Salam, well done, brother. I was the only girl doing everything with Maritzburg. All the training sessions to the Adams family moving to Durban was for me. Uh, no name, uh, but uh, maybe you can send us your name, sister, and we can... Uh, Must be my sister's room, Maya. 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 Okay, Maya, if that's you, just let us know. Uh, your other love, yeah. of course, was mm-hmm. golf, and I believe you are a pretty, pretty good golfer. So I'm going to read some stuff here that came through to, on social media. Uh, this one's from Sugar Singh. Hi, Firoz. Please don't forget to ask him about his golfing skills. An amazing athlete and human being. Uh, and then Rowan Ramtal, you showed me this earlier on, but this is what Rowan had to say. Um, 
Hi, Firoz. When we stayed the Papua Memorial in 1984 at the Amkomas Golf Club, Sali, then as a member of the Central Durban Golf Club, won the coveted Papua Memorial Trophy, beating Natal's champion golfer Tim Clark, who later won the South African National Golf Open at Durban Country Club, a tournament in which the likes of top pros like Ernie Els participated. Sali Adams was rated a top golfer, Amongst us, Tim Clark went on to play pro golf in the USA, a top athlete, our Sally. So some excellent comments there. Golf was your, <laughs> and obviously, now I want you to mention this as well. You had the chance to turn pro, you were telling me, in 2008, right? First of all, this tournament and then your, that chance you had in 2008. And please tell the listeners why you didn't take that opportunity to go pro. Um, okay, let me start first. Look, I grew up. I grew up at uh, in Black River near the Roundabash Golf Course, and that was always my. It was always in me. I remember uh, um, I used to talk at Cape Town Spurs' training sessions to Booby Solomon's about golf, and he used to always tease me about it. You know, when he wanted to make me mad, he used to say, "I can beat you in golf any day." So I used to tell him, no, you will never beat me in golf. And when he wanted me to play better, he'll say, you're a bad golfer. Show me what you can do. Uh. So I used to perform, right? So when I, when I got to Durban, I never played golf really in Cape Town on a golf course. So I phoned this guy, Rowan, once and I said to him, look, I want to play golf. I think I'm, I can play. And uh, Rowan said to me, come. So I played with him the first round. He said to me, listen, are you sure you've never played golf before on a golf course? I said, no. He, then he said, look, can you play with me on Wednesday? Because I want to give you a handicap. I want to give you a handicap so you can play in the, comp- in the club's competitions. So I went. Then he gave me a handicap of 13 yep. to start with. Yeah. Within a month or so, I was like a six. You know, and they, they couldn't believe it. Coming back to that golf um, thing, um, I actually won the Papa tournament twice. In 1985, not 84, mm. 85, mm. I won it. And, and they asked me to give a comment at the prize given. Uh. So I said, look, if my family in Cape Town is going to hear the score, they're going to be very upset with me. And the guys looked at me and said, you won. What's wrong with you? I said, look, I should have played better. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so then I won it again in 95. That's when I beat Tim Clark. Yeah. You know? And I shot a 70, a 70, I think. And I beat him by two shots. And it's, it's, it's just one of those things that we... Look, I think golf is, 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 is a part of me. My, my, my father played golf. My father's brothers played golf. My one uncle uh, is known as, uh, as Haji in the Cape Peninsula Golf Club, where I'm a member now. He, is, he was an um, a honorary life president, you know, um, and he, he was good. But what a lot of people don't know is that my mother's brothers were very, very good golfers. Mm. So I carried for them at Athlon Golf Course every Sunday. <laughs> and one day, this is, this is a stupid story. <laughs> one day I'm carrying for my uncle, my mother's brother, and this one guy playing with him says, I know this guy from somewhere, man. And this guy says, ah, don't worry. He's my, my, my sister's son. Don't worry about him. That guy kept on saying, look, I know this guy from somewhere. Uh. So this, this, my uncle said, maybe you go watch him on Monday nights, man. We'd play for Cape Town Spurs. That guy said, yes, that's where I saw him. 
So that's me in golf, right? So when I won this uh, golf thing, uh, a tournament, it was a it was a nice nice thing. Uh, look, for most of my life, I've played as a from scratch to maybe five in, wow. the, in between there. Mm. At the moment, I'm I'm a pensioner, so okay, I'm old. <laughs> I I still play over five handicap. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is another story. Um, in 2009, I was interviewed here in this this year. Yes. Um, and I got selected for the Western Province Senior Team, and we went to Pretoria. And uh, this is another stupid story. I went to get my tie and my blazer and my not blazer, my my my, my you know my clothing. Uh. And there's a guy came up to me. He said, "Are you Sally Adams?" I said, "Yes." What the problem? He says, "No, everybody's talking about you in Cape Town." Let me tell you something. I've played golf in this in this province for 25 years. I've never seen you on a golf course. I said, "I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I just came from Durban." <laughs> so yeah. And you spent 20 years in Durban, I've right? I've spent 20 years in Durban. And and that that chance of turning of of not turning pro. Okay. Um. I went to Durban, and the guy said to me, his name is Param Joseph, he owns a mattress king. He said to me, come, I'm going to sponsor you. I'm going to, you can now go for your dream that you always had to become a professional golfer. So I went, I said, look, I'm joining a club. I joined Bluff Golf Club in Durban. He gave me the money, I joined. Every day I go there, I said, listen, I need X amount of money to go play and practice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, go. So I thought, hey, my dream is coming true. Oh, I'm yeah. living the life of a pro golfer. <laughs> Four weeks later, it ended. <laughs> <laughs> Very short stint. Very short stint yeah. because he decided I must coach his football team. Oh. So that was it. <clears throat> so, um, yes, um, you know, they always say uh, uh, sports people need to focus on one. Mm. Unfortunately, maybe I had two abilities and. Yeah. I just, just mixed up my whole life. <laughs> well, absolutely, you deserve that applause. We got yeah. one um, uh, question here from a number ending 9134. Oh, ask, what about the African Wondrous stint? Did you have a stint with African Wondrous? <laughs> <laughs> I did play for African Wondrous myself. And, uh, Calvin, and, Calvin Peterson and yeah, I went to yeah. African Wondrous. Um, there was this uh, manager who came and sort of grabbed us from there, according to him, Lawrence Kubani, and we went to play for African Wonders. Yeah. And uh, obviously, my first game was against Morocco Swallows in in Sharpville. Uh, what an experience, <laughs> you know. And then I play, also played at Wit, against Wits at uh, the Wits Stadium. But six weeks la later, or six games later, it ended. Yeah. Because we never got paid, <laughs> we never got, we never got paid what we were promised. Well, then. so we went back to Marisburg United. We, we we actually begged them to take us back. Well, there you have it, uh, Wayne K. That's your answer from Sally Adams about his stint at African Wonder. Sally Adams, I must say, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you about your days with all your professional clubs and, of course, your golfing days as well. Mm. And I believe your daughter is also playing in in, in the U.S. Is that yes. correct? Before we go, my daughter, yeah. Has finished has finished two years at college golf. Um, her name is Iman Adams, and um, this year she'll be going to study at uh, the University of Alabama, wow. Montgomery. Mm. Um, she's a useful golfer. 
She's t- she turned pro, turning pro. No, she's still studying. Point. She's playing but university golf. Is golf is her number one. Well, she plays golf. Oh, fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Sally Adams, thanks again. Thanks for chatting to us and all the best to you. Okay. I hope you enjoyed another uh, brilliant edition of uh, Inside Sport. I'll be back with more sporting news on the drive time from Monday to Friday. From Mifiro Sheikh, have a lovely evening. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Inside Sport.